Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Welcome to this episode where I'm going to be sharing about how to bend and not break. And I suppose this episode is about resilience. I don't think resilience is a very sexy word. I think I'm on the hunt for a better word for it. And it's kind of a complicated word as well, which I will discuss a little bit in this episode. Because we, as a generation, I'm kind of talking about the millennial generation and younger, we often get called snowflakes. There's this sense, particularly from older generations, that we are not resilient, that we are not as strong as older generations, and that we need to toughen up. And I And I actually don't think that is the case. However, you know, if you are struggling right now, of course, it makes sense to try to learn tools to feel more flexible, to be able to handle changes more easily, to be able to calm yourself down and deal with the challenges in your life more easily. So that's really what I'm going to be talking about. And just on the snowflake topic, while we're on this topic, I really think that most of the world's problems are caused by us not being sensitive enough. We have a lack of sensitive people in this world, not a epidemic of sensitive people. If more of us could be more sensitive to each other, to those less fortunate to us, to the planet, then the world would definitely be a better place. So please know that your sensitivity is a wonderful thing. And I think a question we need to be asking is, you know, are we lacking resilience? Or is the world just harder? Are we actually just facing more pressure than older generations? You know, in lots of ways, life is challenging for younger people now in ways that older generations might not necessarily have experienced. You know, I personally cannot afford to buy a house in London. My grandma bought a house in London for £6,000. And obviously, I appreciate that that was a different amount of money back then, but it wasn't a big deal to buy a house in those days. For so many younger people now, buying a house can seem like a completely impossible dream. You know, university used to be free. Now students are getting saddled with debt before they've even got their first job. There seems to be a lot of stress and pressure on all of us, whether that's the stress of the pace of life, whether that's pressures from social media, the fact that we live in a very materialistic culture, exam pressure, Plus, we're heading into our second once-in-a-lifetime recession at a time when many young people are just getting started in their careers. There might also be other issues at play. You know, we are getting better at asking for help. We're having more conversations about mental health. 
in our parents or our grandparents' generations, people did not ask for help as much because it was so much more taboo. And so people just kept things to themselves. So I don't know that we can say that we're snowflakes, basically. So it was a very different world, a very different situation. So I don't think we should compare ourselves to other generations. And I want to let you know that if you are feeling like you lack resilience, then it's not your fault. You know, life is stressful, perhaps more so than ever. Knowing that it's not your fault, but at the same time, it is up to us to ask for help, to become more resourceful. And I'm going to share in this podcast some of the things that we can be doing to help ourselves. So some of the signs that you might be lacking in resilience could be that you really struggle with change and uncertainty can seem almost unbearable for you. You might be finding it hard to focus. You might be having lots of arguments with loved ones. You might be struggling with anxiety or depression. You might find yourself bursting into tears a lot or really struggling with criticism or fear of failure. And I want to reiterate that this is not a weakness, but it just means that you might need more tools, more support right now. So all the research that has been done into resilience has indicated that resilience is not something that we are either born with or not. It's something that we can learn, we can develop in ourselves, we can grow and we can become more able to handle changes, to adapt and to be flexible in challenges. And before I get into my tips for learning how to bend and not break, I want to let you know that I have a short online course available on my website. It's called Bend Don't Break. There is a hypnotherapy session, affirmations mp3 worksheets, there's a video workshop with loads of tools and resources and an EFT tapping video. And you can find that on my website at karmau.com forward slash bend don't break. So one of the things that is absolutely crucial for us feeling stronger and more resilient and more resourceful is community. And Brene Brown is famous for saying, we were never meant to do this alone. And unfortunately, in our culture, there really is this sense that if you are struggling, it's kind of your fault and it's your fault to sort yourself out and try to fix yourself. And it completely ignores the fact that we, as human beings, evolved in tribes where we were with people 24-7. I mean, I had an experience, a very um, privileged experience of getting to live with a tribe, stay with a tribe for two weeks in the Amazon jungle in January. And they are together constantly constantly. There is so much social support, so much social time. They live in a tribe in small groups of about 150. So everyone knows each other. And if someone's struggling, the whole tribe know about it and they can support each other. In our culture, it's really common for people who are struggling to isolate themselves and to not want to be a burden on other people or to feel like they can't face seeing other people. And unfortunately, this ends up creating more problems. It means that we can spiral into feeling worse and worse because we're not getting the community that we need as a human need to have community. So I just want to remind you that being able to ask for help is a massive strength, is not a weakness. Vulnerability is a strength. Please know that you are not defective if you are feeling like you need more community in your life. I really want to encourage you, even if you can find yourself isolating yourself, even if you are isolating now because of COVID, 
to make it a priority to focus on social connections, be brave and reach out to people. It's amazing how open people can be to offering help. I am personally delighted when my friends ask me for help and say that they just want someone to listen because it honestly doesn't happen enough. That might look like joining groups, joining online workshops, connecting with communities on Facebook, keeping in touch with old friends, reaching out to people, asking them for a coffee. And if you'd like a podcast on making friends as an adult, please let me know if that would be an interesting podcast. I have personally struggled to make friends in the past and I have made a lot more friends in the last three or four years than I did in the previous 10 years. So let me know if that's an interesting topic for you. The next thing for resilience that I think is super important is knowing how to calm our nervous system down. We are so much more resourceful when we are in a calmer state. So having some tools that you know help you when you're in fight or flight, when you're feeling scared or nervous, to calm your nervous system down is going to mean that you can think so much more clearly, you can communicate more easily, you can be more in your body rather than in your head. So that might look like doing a body scan where you relax different parts of your body. That might be taking deep belly breaths, that might be moving your body, that might be being with your dog, whatever it is, find ways that you know help you to calm your nervous system down. The next thing that's really important, I believe, is self-belief. And I know it's easier said than done, but self-belief really plays into our ability to know that we can handle things, to be able to trust ourselves. You know, if we can trust ourselves and just have this inner knowing that no matter what happens, we'll handle it. That can make such a difference in how resourceful and how capable and how strong we're able to feel in the face of challenges. So yeah, that reminds me of an affirmation, which is one of my favorites from Susan Jeffers, author of Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And she says, no matter what happens, I'll handle it. No matter what happens, I'll handle it. So make that your affirmation, write it on a post-it, say it to yourself repeatedly, and you will start to absorb that sense of trust for yourself that you can handle challenges. It's also incredibly important to be kind to yourself. And sorry if I sound like a broken record talking about being kind to yourself, but honestly, I don't think it can be said enough. Beating yourself up does not help you to feel more motivated. It actually saps your motivation. And when you're kind to yourself, it cushions you against failure because you know that you can try things and if it doesn't go to plan, you're not going to make it the end of the world you are going to be kind to yourself and give it another try. Being kind to yourself is really, really important if you want to feel more resilient, if you want to feel stronger in yourself, if you want to feel more confident. It's like the secret sauce, basically. Another thing is starting to change our perspective on change. You know, I hear this all the time from people. I don't like change, but nothing good happens if things don't change. All of the evolution and positive things that have happened in your life have occurred through change. And change leads to evolution, it leads to growth, it leads to opportunities. And so trying to remember that change can be a good thing. And even negative changes or less desirable changes that at the time might seem rubbish can turn out to be positive things in our lives with 
the benefit of hindsight. So don't necessarily assume that even if it's a kind of undesirable change, that it's going to be that way forever. You don't know how a breakup could lead to you meeting you know, the love of your life or how getting made redundant could lead to a new career. So have an open mind. And then lastly, something around reframing, criticism and failure. So I shared recently to one of my groups just stories about some of the failures that I've experienced. I think it's so important to talk about failures because when we're in them, when we're experiencing them ourselves, we can feel like we are the only one who has ever failed and we will never do anything right again. But I, you know, the first event that I did, one person came, the first online course that I ran, I think I had about four people join. I've had people that I've wanted to be friends with say that they're not that keen or just not reply to me. I get rejected several times every single day. I reach out to people for the podcast, for collaborations, writing, all sorts of things. It happens all the time and it's so, so normal. You know, I've learned through enough experience of failing, quote unquote failing. I know it's not really failing. I actually don't believe that anything is really failure because there is always another day. There's always another opportunity. It's never a final resting place. But I think it's helpful to know that other people have quote unquote failures and get rejected and it's completely normal. It's not a reflection on you. It's a natural response to asking and to giving things a try. So trying to remember that we all get criticised, we all fail, we are all imperfect. It doesn't make you any less. And having this understanding and realisation can mean that you're able to handle the bumps and the setbacks in life with more kindness for yourself and knowing that it's normal and you can always give it another try. So I'd love to know from you what helps you to feel more resourceful and resilient. Come on over to Instagram and let me know. I'm at Chloe Brotheridge. And if you'd like to check out my short online course called Ben Don't Break, where you'll get a hypnotherapy session and loads of other resources for helping you to feel stronger, calmer, and more able to handle challenges in your life, you can head to calmyou.com forward slash Ben Don't Break. And if this episode was helpful, please do leave me a review on the Apple Podcast app. And why not send it to a friend if you think you've got a friend who might need to hear this today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm wishing you a brilliant day, whatever you're doing and sending you loads of love.